0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Ah, thank you for joining with me. I am... Looking forward to this topic, reaching for healthier relationships. Isn't that something that we're all doing? Reaching for healthier relationships, calling forth healthier relationships, healthier responses to people. So grateful. Yes. So let's begin with that gratitude and a blessing here. I place my hand on my heart with deep thanksgiving So grateful and thankful for the holy partnership of the Holy Spirit, that holy relationships are possible. So grateful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and to surrender all my relationships to the care and the direction of the Holy Spirit. So grateful to allow ourselves to be lifted and shifted so that we can see and feel and hear and know more clearly the divine direction and guidance for our holy relationships. So grateful to surrender all of our relationships to that higher Holy Spirit Self, to the the great dynamic wisdom of the one mind. We are grateful to call forth healing in all of our relationships. So grateful to be divinely guided, directed, and led. Ah, We relax into spirit. We relax into love. We share the benefits with everyone and we let the healing be. So grateful to allow it to fully, fully be made manifest. In gratitude, we know it's done. We share the benefits with everyone. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, well, let's see what Spirit is guiding us to. And one thing that I have been guided to is in the text. Uh, Chapter 7, Section 4 is entitled Healing as the Recognition of Truth. So if we're interested in what healing is or how to bring healing, The appearance to a state of wholeness, how to have a healing, healing as a a recognition of truth. Let us recognize the truth. So the truth in our relationships is that there is no separation. We're one with each other and that we are both in each relationship. Each person is the Christ And each person is there as a holy assignment to the other one. Uh, I frequently will say or think that our relationships are God's way of relating to itself by means of us. Our relationships are God's way of relating to itself by means of us. So let us treat every encounter as a holy encounter and give up any idea that there's something else going on. And that's tricky, challenging, but we're up for the task, aren't we? <laughs> In the beginning of this chapter, Jesus says, truth can only be recognized and need only be recognized. So our job is to recognize the truth. And then in paragraph 2, he says, The Holy Spirit must work through you to teach you He is in you. The Holy Spirit must work through you to teach you that Spirit is in you. This is an intermediary step toward the knowledge that you are in God because you are part of God. The miracles the Holy Spirit inspires can have no order of difficulty because every part of creation is of one order. See, this is the thing that in the ego-mind system, in the ego-thought system, there's an idea of there's an order of difficulty that... It's easier to heal this thing than that thing. And one of the consistent points that Jesus makes in A Course of Miracles is there is no order of difficulty. The miracles the Holy Spirit inspires can have no order of difficulty because every part of creation is of one order. So the fullness of God is everywhere present, omnipresent, omnipotent, omnipotent, omniactive. There's not more God in one place than another. These are all ways of saying the same thing. This is God's will and yours, that there's no order of difficulty. This is God's will and yours. The laws of God establish this. And the Holy Spirit reminds you of it. When you heal, you are remembering the laws of God and forgetting the laws of the ego. I said before that forgetting is merely a way of remembering better. So the more we forget the false, the easier it is to remember the true. Jesus says, I said before that forgetting is merely a way of remembering better. One of the ways I have recognized the healing in my mind that's continuously taking place is that the more I take out the trash and clear the clutter, the more room I have for the infinite wisdom, the infinite insight and the all good of God to be revealed in my awareness. If I'm focused on false beliefs, the trash in my mind, the opinions, the judgments, the resentments, the regrets, if I'm focused on all that clutter, I'm not focused on the truth. I get to decide what I'll focus on. Jesus says, It is therefore not the opposite of remembering When it is properly perceived. Perceived improperly, it induces a perception of conflict with something else. As all incorrect perception does. Properly perceived, it can be used as a way out of conflict. As all proper perception can. So, let us be willing to forget everything that upsets us. That might seem crazy, but this is one of the steps I was guided to when I first started working with The Course of Miracles. Let me forget everything that upsets me. Why not? Why not is because what I used to believe is if I remember everything that upsets me, And if I keep it right in front of me, keep my attention on it, then I can somehow prevent it from happening in the future. What I didn't realize is that if I'm doing that, I'm constantly, consistently re-experiencing it. I'm not preventing it from happening in the future. I am causing it to be happening continuously. Here's an example. Let's see what Spirit gives me. If I've had my feelings hurt in a relationship and I feel rejected and I think, oh, they're rejecting me because I'm bad and there's something wrong with me, which is what I used to think all the time. If I keep that idea right in front of me all the time. It's in the forefront of my mind. It's influencing the quality of my relationships all the time. It's going to keep me playing small and living in lack and limitation, for sure, in my relationships, if not everywhere in my life. And so if I'm keeping this idea that there's something wrong with me, I'm bad, I'm not good enough, uh, right at the forefront of my mind... I'm going to keep experiencing things that will seem to prove what I believe. But they don't prove what I believe. What they do is they prove that I believe it. Because you will see it when you believe it. When we believe something, it's going to start showing up in our life and it may be invisible to everybody else because it may just be our perception and so this is the challenge that we have that we cling to the past holding tight to it as though remembering it will somehow prevent it from happening in the future like we're shaking our fist at the whole world saying never again, never again, never again But what's actually happening inside our mental body and our emotional body is it's happening again and again and again all the time. Yeah, that's right. This is why I say, let me forget everything that upsets me. I don't need to be vigilant for possible pain. I need to be vigilant for the truth, for God. And only for the truth, only for God, only for the opportunities to make loving choices. Now, talking about relationships and choosing relationship healing and reaching for healthier relationships, in chapter 20, section 6, it's called the Temple of the Holy Spirit. The Temple of the Holy Spirit. A moment ago we were talking about contrast and conflict, rather conflict. And one of the things that conflict helps us with is when we experience conflict, it lets us know that we could choose peace instead of this. And when there's conflict, it's offering contrast. And contrast is one of the key ways in which we learn We see the contrast between when we feel peaceful and when we feel upset. And then it helps us to look at, okay, what did I choose that had me feeling peaceful? What did I choose that had me experiencing conflict? In paragraph two of this section, the Temple of the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, nothing can show the contrast Better than the experience of a holy relationship and an unholy relationship, a special relationship. The first is based on love. So, holy relationship is based on love and rests on it serene and undisturbed. The body does not intrude upon it. Any relationship in which the body enters is based not on love but on idolatry. Love wishes to be known, completely understood and shared. It has no secrets, nothing that it would keep apart and hide. It walks in sunlight, open-eyed and calm, in smiling welcome and in sincerity, so simple and so obvious it cannot be misunderstood. Now, if we'd like to have holy relationships, and of course we would, are we willing to recognize this about ourselves? So, Jesus tells us, teach only love, for that is what you are. And then he says here, love wishes to be known, completely understood, and shared. And in my experience of having relationships with people, That's true of people. We wish to be known, completely understood, and shared, connected, useful, helpful, not withholding, extending. Love has no secrets. It it says here, it has no secrets, nothing that it would keep apart and hide. So when I read things about love, since love is what we are, I can substitute in here it for me. I have no secrets, nothing that I would keep apart and hide. I walk in sunlight, open-eyed and calm, in smiling welcome and in sincerity, so simple And so obvious, it cannot be misunderstood. So let's think about ourselves as love. That our life is a love offering to our Creator. We serve the light with our life by making our life a love offering to the Creator. From that perspective, holy relationship is everything, and being able to have a holy relationship, maintain a holy relationship, experience a holy relationship, this is a holy offering that we make to our Creator too. So when we are in this place, the greatest joy is to extend love, to extend compassion, to extend caring. And when our focus is on that, our mind is healing, our life is healing, our body is healing, our finances are healing, everything is healing. Now, in this chapter 20, section 6, which is entitled, The Temple of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is talking about false idols and talking about holy relationships. And the holy relationship is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Because, as I've said many times before, if we think of a special relationship as we're looking for shelter from the storm in that relationship, uh, we are making that relationship our Savior, rather than recognizing that our own holiness and the holiness of our brothers and sisters, the Christ within, that is our Savior. Not this false idol, not this special relationship. So when we're looking outside of ourselves for salvation, we're in trouble. Because many people, they can make, oh, a medicine, that's my salvation. This house is my salvation. This job is my salvation. This child is my salvation. All kinds of things. Then we're turning them into false idols. And that's when we are inviting pain and suffering. So we can nip all that in the bud by saying to the Holy Spirit, I'd like to make all my relationships holy in a very easy and graceful way to transform them all. But we do have a tendency sometimes to not wish to have a holy relationship. There are aspects of the special relationship that we cling to. For instance, we like that somebody thinks we're special or we like thinking somebody else is special versus recognizing no one is special and yet everyone is wonderful, amazing, fabulous, completely lovable. So when we are treating people in our relationships as though they are false idols and the relationship is a special relationship. We're looking at the relationship itself to be our shelter against the storm of life. And it is a very clear affirmation that our perspective on life is that it is a storm and this person, this relationship is going to help save me from that storm. It's going to help protect me from that storm. And so I need this relationship. And this is when our relationships become attached to our identity. And then we struggle because who am I without this person? Who am I without this special relationship? And we forget that who I am is, I am the love of God. I am the perfect love of God. Already perfect, already holy, already magnificent, already beloved. So, we can shift this and change this. So, just look around your life, and is there anybody that you're holding as a false idol? Is there anybody you idolize? Is there anybody that you're making special? Could be a pet could be a person and would would you trade that in for a holy relationship remember all special relationships will cause suffering and when we are in special relationships we're basically in codependent relationships and we have expectations we have rules we have limitations and there's a whole host of issues that are going to get triggered versus when we're in a holy relationship we are in that place of unconditional love all special relationships have conditionality in them so i can love and accept you unless you do these things i can love and accept you unless you uh act like this or that i can love and accept you uh But if you stop doing what I need you to do, then there's no more love for you. And this is when people fall in and out of relationships. So reaching for healthier relationships, it's about putting the Holy Spirit in charge and recognizing that on a deep level, we're actually afraid of love. And so we can just give that fear to the Holy Spirit. I recognize I'm afraid of love. I'm afraid of intimacy. I'm afraid of trusting my friend, my partner, this other person in this relationship. I'm afraid of being vulnerable, letting them see what I truly think and feel. We can place our trust and faith in spirit and know that it it is safe For us to love and be loved. In this section about the Holy Spirit's temple, which is the the healed holy relationship, in paragraph 7, Jesus says, "...idolators will always be afraid of love, for nothing so severely threatens them." As love's approach, let love draw near them and overlook the body as it will surely do, and they retreat in fear, feeling the seeming firm foundation of their temple begin to shake and loosen. Brother, you tremble with them, yet what you fear is but the herald of escape. This place of darkness is not your home. Your temple is not threatened. You are an idolater no longer. The Holy Spirit's purpose lies safe in your relationship and not your body. You have escaped the body. Where you are, the body cannot enter. For the Holy Spirit has set his temple there. So, Calling forth the holy relationship and putting the Holy Spirit in charge of our holy relationships is going to shift our awareness profoundly. I love this sentence here. The place of darkness is not your home. The place of darkness is not your home. Think about how often in relationship we stumble and fall into a place of darkness, place of resentment, a place of guilt, place of jealousy, place of anger, place of hurt. Uh, you hurt me, right? You hurt my feelings when you this or that. I got so upset when you did this or that. All the ways that we abdicate our spiritual sovereignty in relationship, giving away our power in letting other people's choices upset us. We're never upset for the reason we think. So if we're going to have healthier relationships, we must take dominion over our feelings and be responsible for what we feel, because we are the ones who are deciding what we're going to see in the world. And so, (laughs) we are deciding what we'll see through our projection and perception, and that determines how we feel. How we interpret things determines how we feel. So, in order to have a holy relationship, we have to take responsibility for our feelings. Unfortunately, there's no order of difficulty. How wonderful is that? (laughs) That's quite wonderful. You know, one of the ways we play small is to be in unfulfilling relationships, afraid to make a change. It's true. I'll talk about that when we come back from the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk And we're back How wonderful is that Thank you for coming back and for joining with me and the Holy Spirit So just before I continue with our topic about relationship healing. I'm going to mention, because uh, people have been asking me about it, what do I think about the politics of Afghanistan and the United States withdrawal? People will be listening to this years from now. People will be listening to this live. So whenever you're listening, regarding any political situation that you don't like... It's upsetting to you. Here's what I do. My job is to be truly helpful and to energize the ideal. So I'm just going to share the truly helpful prayer here for a minute. And let's, let's just look at that. So I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent the one who sent me. I don't have to wonder about what to say or what to do or where to go, because the one who sent me will direct me, guide me, lead me, and I can rest in that assurance. I will be guided what to say, what to do, where to go, when to go. I'm content to be wherever spirit leads me to be, because I know God goes there with me. I am healed. And I let Spirit teach me to heal. I'm grateful, grateful, grateful that this is the purpose of my life. And I'm willing to fulfill my purpose no matter what political situation is going on. Yes, judgments come up. Yes, upset happens. And my job is to go back to my purpose. So I hope that is truly helpful to you. And so let's go back to the healed relationship. And uh, as I do, uh, I feel prompted by spirit to let you know that my stop playing small retreat starts September 10th. Registration is open now. If you do register now, you can get $500 off my Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp. It's All all of it's based on A Course in Miracles principles. And the Finding Freedom boot camp will be in October. So you can do Stop Playing Small Retreat online in September. Do Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp online October to the end of the year. And by the end of this year, you will experience tremendous transformation if your experience is like other people's. And the vast majority of people tell me that these programs have helped them to profoundly change their lives in ways they never thought were possible. So that's those are the facts (laughs) and uh, you can get all the details at jenniferhadley.com and one of the ways that people I was talking about this before the break one of the ways that I have played small in my life that I see a majority of people playing small in their life is in their relationships because the core issue we all have the unconscious guilt leads us to feel we're bad, we're wrong, we're not good enough, we're unworthy, something's wrong with us. All of these thought patterns take over our mind as a result of the unconscious guilt. And so people do not feel worthy of love. They don't feel worthy of appreciation. They don't feel worthy of all the wonderful, wonderful things that their life is offering them. And remember, our mind is the mind of God, and we're only subject to that which we hold in our mind. So, our job is to hold only the thoughts we think with God. And we have fallen into special relationships, and the Holy Spirit will transform them into holy relationships but if we don't feel worthy, if we don't feel capable, it's because we're relying on our own steam, our own resources. We're not putting spirit in charge. People often tell me, "Oh my gosh, you accomplish so much. How do you get so much done?" I put spirit in charge. Yes, I have a full I have more than a full-time job running the Power of Love ministry, teaching all the classes that I do, managing the staff, everything that I'm doing. Yes, it is more than a full-time job. i It's like a job and a half. <laughs> Plus my spiritual practice. Now I've got a puppy living my life, having my friends and my relationships. Yeah, it's a very, very full life. But I put spirit in charge So I'm not often waylaid by crazy stuff, and I find I am miraculously supported a lot of the time. The people uh, in my life surprise me and show up to support me in ways that I am really, really grateful for. Things line up. And I expect them to line up. I expect miracles every day. And I'm relying on spirit. And the miracles are in my mind. I'm willing to be miracle-minded. So spirit leads me and guides me into the best of my ability. I do that. Uh, And every day I'm realizing, oh, that was spirit guiding me. I didn't listen. I didn't get it. I can fix that now, I can learn that now, I can know that in the future. So I'm consistently every day developing my sensitivity to being miracle-minded, and I I love that. So when I miss an opportunity to be guided by spirit, which I do every day, every day, uh, especially with a puppy, because spirit the infinite mind will say she needs to go out now and I say ah yes okay I'm going to do that but I'm just going to do this first and then somebody something interrupts me and I think I go to that thing and then oh she peed on the pad well I heard the message I knew it was time I got distracted I didn't do anything wrong I'm just living my life I got distracted. I realize now when I get that thing, I n- need to say not another thing, right now, or I need to set a timer. I uh, I got an Apple Watch, and it helps me so much with timing in my classes and all kinds of things. Uh, really, really helpful to me. I set a timer. Five minutes, three minutes. you got to stop and take her out then. And it's working for me. So, assistance is always available. Will we receive it? Now, I'd like to take us back, or I feel called to take us back, to Chapter 20, Section 6, The Temple of the Holy Spirit which is the holy relationship. It's our relationships. It's our heart. Our heart is the altar. The relationship is the temple. Okay, according to A Course of Miracles. So this is in paragraph 8. Remember in paragraph 7, it says, Idolaters will always be afraid of love, for nothing so severely threatens them as love's approach. Let love draw near them and overlook the body, as it will surely do, and they retreat in fear, feeling the seeming firm foundation of their temple begin to shake and loosen. So... Idolaters will always be afraid of love. When we are idle people, we're making them more important than God, more important than love itself. Think of all the things that we do in relationships, and Masterful Living, my year-long course, and in Finding Freedom, but particularly in Masterful Living, we put a lot of attention on relationships because they are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And let's live inside a holy relationship in all of our relationships. Let's have a holy relationship with ourselves and with life. And we can do that when we put spirit in charge. If we don't put spirit in charge, it's not going to happen because we'll get distracted, you see? So, looking for where we make things more important than our relationship with God, more important than taking time for our connection with Spirit. One of the reasons why I made the A Course in Miracles app, which you can get for your phone or your tablet, one of the reasons I made that app, it's A Course in Miracles app, complete with deluxe features. It's free wherever you get your apps for your phone and tablets. The reason I made it is because I really desired to have a Course in Miracles app where I could search for keywords and things like that and where I could set reminders that would pop up on my phone. Now they pop up on my Apple Watch And it's terrific. I love it. So instead of feeling guilty that we don't spend more time with spirit, we can use simple things like that. Anybody can set alarms in their phones and things like that if you have a phone, and most people do. So we have all kinds of mechanisms that we can use to just keep bringing us back to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I am here only to be truly helpful What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And then we're connected back again. We're demonstrating a living willingness. So, okay, going back to the temple of the Holy Spirit here. In paragraph 8, there is no order in relationships. They either are or not. (laughs) An unholy relationship is no relationship. Think about that. So a holy relationship is a relationship. A special relationship is not a relationship. Wow. Okay. Jesus goes on. An unholy relationship is a state of isolation, which seems to be what it is not. No more than that. So, special relationships always lead to a sense of lack and limitation. Because everything designed by the ego does. When we enter into a special relationship and we maintain it that way, don't turn it over to the Holy Spirit. Don't go through the challenging experience of the transformation because whenever we ask the Holy Spirit to transform a special relationship to a holy relationship it's going to be challenging it's going to be difficult for most people because we're going to have to give up our judgments and our opinions and love unconditionally and most of us just aren't prepared to do that and we also do not want to just quite frankly we we don't want to we're not there yet and for me it's been very very helpful in my life and in my relationships to just recognize okay i guess i'm not there yet but i'd like to be right So rather than chastising myself, castigating myself for not being there yet, I can simply say, not there yet. I'd like to be there. I'm willing to be there. Or I'm willing to be willing to be there. I'm willing to give up the blocks to love. Holy Spirit, I could use a booster shot. (laughs) Booster shots are in the news right now. I could use a booster. A Holy Spirit booster. Goodness gracious. So, think of that. All relationships that are special relationships are not even real relationships. It is a state of isolation, which seems to be what it is not. That's why it's not fulfilling. That's why we're always trying to give to get in those Uh, unholy relationships, right? Don't we try to manipulate people by giving to them? I'm so loving. I'm so kind. I'm so generous. Why are they not responding the way I want them to? That's not a holy relationship. That is a state of isolation. Jesus is saying that. He says the instant, the mad idea of making your relationship with God unholy seemed to be possible, All your relationships were made meaningless. In that unholy instant, time was born and bodies made to house the mad idea and give it the illusion of reality. So the mad idea is making your relationship with God unholy. So the antidote, remembering to laugh, And going back to God. Simple. Maybe not easy for many of us, but simple. It reminds me that... Ricky Byers has a song. I believe it's on her first CD. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, I can see the picture of it in my mind's eye. But she has a song. It's one of my favorite songs of hers called Genesis. It's about going back to the beginning. And uh, trivia, Jennifer Hadley trivia. When I graduated from Agape's Ministerial School in 2006, I had been a member of the choir for maybe eight, eight, nine years at that point. And they asked me, since the choir was going to sing at the graduation, they asked me, was there a song? Uh, that I'd like for them to sing and I asked that they sing Genesis because I, I, I love the whole thing of going back to the beginning it's one of the reasons why I so appreciate being able to be a spiritual teacher uh, because I feel that in my classes in my programs doing the same programs which are always evolving but I go back to the beginning all the time. I go back to the basics all the time. And the basics are God is, God is perfect love. And that is absolutely thrilling to me. Absolutely thrilling. So, in that unholy instant when we... Made our relationship with God unholy. Time was born. And bodies made to house the mad idea and give it the illusion of reality. Now listen to this a little bit later, paragraph 10 here. The holy relationship reflects the true relationship the Son of God has with his Father in reality. The Holy Spirit rests within it in the certainty it will endure forever. Its firm foundation is eternally upheld by truth and love shines on it with a gentle smile and tender blessing. If you hear a little noise in the background, that's my puppy Bodhi chewing on a treat. It's got her quite occupied right now. So, let us recognize that we have one relationship. And every relationship that we're having with other people is a relationship that God is having with itself by means of us. And so, every relationship that we have is an opportunity to heal every relationship that we have is an opportunity to experience the holy relationship every relationship is precious and it is a divine opportunity for us to awaken from the dream of separation so in order to have relationship healing deep, deep relationship healing, and to magnify, multiply that healing, we can truly think of ourselves as having a relationship with God. Is this how we'd like to treat God? Is this how we'd like to speak to God? Is this how we'd like to be with God? Every relationship is a divine opportunity to awaken from the dream of separation and suffering Let's not let those pass us by. Let's not think of them as something small that we take lightly. That, that's the thing is we live in a world where we can distract ourselves with television and we can watch all these dramas on television And then we watch the drama in our life, and it's drama, drama, drama. It seems to be all there is, is more and more drama in the news, more and more drama, more and more drama. But that's not the nature of our true identity. The nature of God, which is our true identity, is peace, it's harmony, it's beauty, it's clarity, it's freedom, it's Joy and all of these spiritual qualities are unconditional, and we can live in the unconditional nature of them. We truly can. This is our divine opportunity today and every day to put the past behind us. So, one of the things that I see with many people in their unhealthy relationships is they do not imagine that they could ever possibly have a peaceful, happy, harmonious relationship that isn't codependent, that isn't made up of, I'll give you this if you give me that. Let's make a deal kind of relationships. And I have talked with people, adults who've lived a full life, who have said to me, all my relationships are codependent. All my relationships are let's make a deal. I don't know how to do it any other way because of that deep sense of unworthiness that people have. So one of the fast ways to get out of that unworthiness is to recognize that all are worthy. Everyone is worthy because everyone is part of God. God has given us all there is to give us. We have been given peace and joy and harmony and wisdom and clarity and freedom and wholeness. All of this good has already been given to us. I'm going to go back again to something I say frequently because people ask me, What can I do to heal my mind? What are the most important steps I can take? And the most important ones are, number one, give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. In other words, partner up. Do not try to go it alone. Stop going it alone. Stop thinking that you need to figure everything out and recognize that you really truly can rely upon Spirit. And you really truly can hear the still small voice guiding you and sharing the insights, the ahas, the next steps that will bring you to that place of miraculous healing. In truth, the second step is to do the self-forgiveness work. And this is what I find is that people are, they, they are lazy or forgetful or distracted in terms of partnering up with spirit and giving spirit the heavy lifting, and they don't do the self-forgiveness work. They do the self-forgiveness work like this. Yeah, I'm just going to forgive myself. Well, that, that actually isn't self-forgiveness work. That saying, I forgive, and we all know that saying, I forgive, does not mean you have forgiven. True forgiveness is releasing all attachment we have to the meaning we've made of things. True forgiveness is letting go of our interpretation of what occurred and the decisions that we made about life, about ourselves, about love, about relationship. And that deep forgiveness work can be done. I work with people to do it every day of my life. Not kidding. And so I know it can be done, but you do have to do it. So let's do it. (laughs) I'd like to say a big thank you to all the people who donate to support the show. You amaze me. You do amaze me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love and appreciate you. And if you'd like to jump into one of my programs, come to the Stop Playing Small Retreat or Finding Freedom this fall or both. Save that $500 now. Let's place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and thankful for the healed relationships that we're calling forth. We accept them. We share the benefits with all. We let it be. And so it is.